Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Listener, here's the deal. This is a part two. If you are a business owner or in love with a business owner, and make sure they know you are, share the last podcast with them because Tim is going to be covering some things today that are part of Secure Act 2.0, as, as he's going to call it. He's going to introduce this here in a moment. But the first part of this podcast, the, the, the past podcast, really was focused on business owners and what's changing and some pretty amazing stuff in that, Tim. I, some things that were really, really surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, it, they really did, when they said they were coming out with this $1.7 trillion budget bill while we were all uh, celebrating the holidays, I thought, huh, 4,000 pages, there's got to be some crazy stuff in there, and there probably is. Yeah. But it tucked in there was this Secure Act 2.0, and there are some really nice features or strategies that we will use with our clients as we enter 2023. So I thought I'd go through with that. Yeah. So the last one was really focused on business owners and how it's going to impact business. And this one is more about individuals and families, correct? So, I mean, this is the perfect coupling because business owners usually have families and they are individuals as far as I know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when we work with our individual clients, we always try to focus on what we call enhancing their wealth. And that really it's a focus on enabling them to more efficiently or tax efficiently or quicker, you know, reach their freedom point, the, basically the point where they could exit if they want to, retire if they want to, and kind of live a stressful life and hopefully a more fulfilling life. So whenever we, as part of that, we always try to keep up, keep current on law changes, regulatory changes, just to make sure that when we, if we need to update our strategies that we're recommending, um, we do. And this was a really big one. So I talked in the previous previous podcast, part one, a little bit about the fact that back in 2019, the SECURE Act was passed, and the goal was really to provide incentives, expand, provide incentives to make it so that more people save for their retirement. And they tried to do that initially by focusing on some of the tweaks or features that companies can offer, but they also did you know, expand some of the things individuals can do. 2.0, which is part of this um, omnibus bill they just passed, it's really an, an attempt to enhance or correct some of the maybe things that they thought could improve to really help you as the individual retire sooner or re retire faster. So I thought I'd focus today on that. And just like in the last podcast, I kind of stressed that when Congress passes laws, they then pass the buck to the IRS and say, well, please study this and issue guidance. And that can take oftentimes months, sometimes years. So just a note to keep, um, if you're interested in finding out more of the details as they're released by the IRS, you can follow us in our social media, check on our website. Um, but as the IRS issues more specific guidance, we're definitely going to be getting it out to everybody. Um, but I thought it was the, some of these changes were so important that I wanted to really discuss them generally, you know, before the end of the years, as people are making their plans for 2023. Yeah. Well, for any of our long-term listeners, 
long-time listeners, they, they know. You, you constantly are bringing them as much updated information as you've got. And this is something, this is huge to tackle 4,000 pages for crying out loud. It's huge to tackle. So I know you're just skimming the surface, but like I said on that last podcast, there were some things that were absolutely shocking to me that I'd never heard of before, which are very interesting and very beneficial for business owners. And I know that same thing for today. You've got things that are going to benefit families. People really need to be paying attention to this and following along. I think that that's the only I don't know. I don't want to put the onus on the the listener. I don't want you to feel like I'm giving you this guilt trip. But we have to own our own stuff to a certain extent. I mean, we 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 bring in a professional to help us really refine what we're doing. But at the same time, if we're just not paying attention, we got our head in the sand. It doesn't make much sense. Exactly. So I'll I'll start with a couple of things. Uh, One is just going to affect affect you as you're maybe changing your jobs. Um, I have a number of, as you know, Eric, you. If you read about it, you'll you'll find that people jump jobs more often than they, than maybe they used to. Let's say, mm-hmm. and when you start a new position, and when we were hiring somebody who's starting in January, they typically get an option to participate in the four hundred one k. And in our plan, we do have what they call an auto enrollment. Auto enrollment just says, look, when you join, we're going to automatically enroll you. And we're going to automatically set it up so that 3% of your pay goes into the 401k, which we match. What That was an option and we do it, but not all companies do it. And um, what, the, what they basically have changed and they've said is now going forward, it's going to be required. So as you're cha- if you're changing jobs, one of the things you'll notice when you get the, you know, your benefits package, et cetera, is that they're likely going to auto enroll you. And I hope you don't opt out, but you, if you do not want to participate, you need to opt out, but that's just going to be something that's mandatory. And I think it's good for everyone out there. Yeah. Again, I think it's great for folks that are just entering the workforce that just maybe aren't paying attention. They're overwhelmed, right? With, with their new job, new position, new things to learn. And this can go by the wayside. So I love, I love the auto enrollment part. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Eric, you're a young guy, but for me, as I'm getting older, a lot of my clients are also aging with me, right? So one of the big concerns or big things we focus a lot of time and energy on with clients is what they call required minimum distributions or required mandatory distributions, or otherwise they're known as RMDs. And for a long time, when you became seven, age 70 and a half in the year you turned 70 and a half, you were required to start making withdrawals from your IRAs. And then in the SECURE Act in 2019, they shifted that out to age 72. So now when you're retiring, um, a lot of clients will want to take uh, money out of their IRAs. But oftentimes, if there's money like from a sale of a business, if there's money from other sources, Social Security, pension, et cetera, they might want to defer withdrawing. And this is just a, this is, I think, a, a way that Congress is saying, we're now going to allow you to kind of defer it a little longer. So currently it's 72 based on the SECURE Act that was passed in 2019. What the new law will state is that it becomes age 73 starting next year, and then ultimately increases to age 75 in 2033, so over time. This is a big one because when you work uh, as an employee, as a business owner, there's not as much tax planning that you can do because you're getting a W-2, you're getting wages. And the way the tax code works right now is that not as many people itemize, there's just not as many things to deduct. When you retire and all of a sudden you you have different sources or different buckets of income like Social Security, maybe a pension, maybe you've accumulated money outside of retirement accounts, 
we can do a lot more tax planning with you. And we, we typically like to schedule it out for five, 10, 12 years. And this just gives a little more flexibility. And I'm pretty excited about it because we have a number of people who can really benefit from this one and hopefully reduce long-term taxes for them and their, their next generation who's going to receive the money. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you, you've spoken about that on so many podcasts, generational wealth, generational planning. I don't know any family member, any, any patriarch or matriarch that's sitting back going, eh, I'm going to spend it all. I don't care. I don't care about the kids, grandkids, anybody else. There's usually a component there where they really want to make sure that they, you know, set their family up correctly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And then the other thing too, is oftentimes when I mentioned this in the last podcast, and I'll work with a couple or work with an individual who will say, will ask me, you know, am I saving enough? How am I doing relative to where I should be? And what we find, what the industry statistics show is that oftentimes retirement contributions, saving for retirement is what we would call back-end loaded. You, you typically start in your 50s and maybe even into your 60s where you really start maxing out the contributions because you know, early in your career, maybe you're, you bought a car, you're paying off your mortgage, you bought a house, a condo, maybe you, you choose to get married, have kids, they're expensive, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. So you don't often have the cash flow until maybe in your 50s. And so what one of the changes they've made, currently, if you're 50 or over, there's a $6,500 additional contribution you can make. They call it a catch-up. Um, and for $3,000, if you have a simple plan, they've basically increased that to $10,000. And they're going to wow. start increasing that when you hit age 60 and 63. And again, the IRS will come out with the guidance specifically on that. But as a bottom line, conceptually, they're they're really bumping up the amount you can back end load, which I think will really help a lot of people reach their freedom point or their financial independence point faster. Yeah. And of course, that's a lot of planning, right? I mean, it's great to be able to have that catch up opportunity. But people, number one, they need to know about it, which this is what you're doing. But number two, they really need to be able to say, okay, well, if I have that opportunity, I need to make sure that that's a priority for me. Exactly. The, the next one, and we talked about it in the last podcast, and I, I just think it's such a cool, creative um, idea coming out of coming out of Congress. But in, in the, And we talked about it in the last podcast as a way for employers to add this feature where they can basically match on student loan payments mm-hmm. to attract and keep people. But I mentioned this to individuals so that if you're if you're working somewhere where the company is not currently doing this and nobody's doing it yet, but hopefully they'll all start doing it this year, next year, maybe prod and, and encourage your uh, your employer to at least consider adding this feature. And what this is, is a lot of individuals who come out of especially if you've had advanced degrees, master's degrees, PhD, you have a you have large uh, student debt, attorneys, doctors, other professionals. We, I live in Valparaiso and Valparaiso University. I work with a lot of professors who come out of school with a lot of debt. One of the things that they do then is that it's hard for somebody with a lot of student loan debt making student loan payments to participate in a 401k. So what Congress said is, companies will be able to student loan payments. So let's say, for example, you're making a student loan payment of $5,000 a year. It's not going into the 401k. It's it's being paid directly to the loan provider. What the company can do is they can match that and put the match into your 401k. So it's really an attractive way to allow you to continue paying your student loans down, but at the same time, 
have some money going into your retirement plan. So on a parallel path, you can get, you know, you can move along faster than you may have been if it had this provision not be there. So I don't know how it's going to work. The IRS has to come up with guidance on it, but I'm pretty excited about this one. And I think that a lot of companies will offer it. And I hope that a lot of em- employees will kind of encourage employers to offer it. Well, you mentioned this on the last podcast. And one the thing that I didn't even think about uh, when you and I were talking about it last time was the fact that this is would highly encourage somebody to try to get out of that debt quicker, right? I mean, if if, if maybe they're, I'm assuming, I mean, this, this is the way my brain's working here, Tim, tell me if I'm wrong, but if they're making $3,000 a year payments on their student loans and their employer will match up to $5,000 worth of payments, why not kick it up to 5,000, right? If, if yeah, you no, can that... pay 5,000 off your debt and your employer's gonna put five grand in your 401k, good Lord. No, absolutely. And one of the things we do when we work with anybody with student loan loans are we model it out for them. We model out, we look at each loan, we look at the payment, the interest rate, we kind of schedule it out you know, into the future and we help them prioritize what to pay down first, second, third, et cetera. And with this plan, if you're working with the company that chooses to offer it, which I hope you do, um, I think it's it's it, you're right. It'll encourage you to pay it down faster, and then you'll also accumulate retirement assets faster. So I think it's a great way from yeah. companies to attract and retain people, but it's also an amazing, I think, way for a lot of individuals who are struggling with student debt to really get their footing with the retirement plan. And here's the thing is that the, the other piece of this is that I've worked for smaller companies before. Tim, I know that you're an amazing mentor to the people that work underneath you and with you. That is one thing that we've talked about before, privately, off air and and on air, being able to mentor people within your organization. For business owners that are going to do this, what better way to be a mentor for a young, new professional to be able to help them to get out of debt as quickly as possible and encourage them by showing them this and, and being able to really be a key Gee, Merry Christmas! A key driver in, in in everything they're doing at the very very start of their career to be out of debt and to stay for retirement to set themselves up for the future. That's a mentor right there. Yeah, no, and and the more you save now, the less you'll have to save later. So yeah. if they're starting quicker, sooner, I I think it's going to be amazing. I just hope that the a lot of companies utilize it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing that they is in this law, which I thought was a a really great idea. So we work with a lot of people who are saving for college for their children, for their grandchildren, for their mm-hmm. nieces and nephews, et cetera. And they oftentimes use 529 college savings plans. And the tax benefits for the 529s are different with each state that offers them. In Indiana, for example, you get a 20% tax credit up to con- contributions up to $5,000. So if you put $5,000 into a 529, you, you get a $1,000 credit back when you file your Indiana tax return. So it's they're pretty competitive. And then if, if the money's used for room, board, tuition, you know, for university down the road, it, it can be taken out tax-free. If it's not used for that, it's tax-deferred. What they did was uh, we've had a lot of clients, and I've seen this, but I've also read about it through financial planning and the CFP. You're estimating what you need to accumulate. And oftentimes you end up accumulating too much because let's say you're kid gets a scholarship or for some reason, you know, athletic or academic. Also, there's op- there's situations where they they don't, they don't go to college and then you've got these 529. So one thing they, they changed with this rule is they've said, 
beneficiaries of a 529 account. So let's say I set up an account for my daughter and there's money left over. My only option in the past was either to transfer to one of my other kids or to cash it in and pay taxes and penalties. My daughter could take the balance in the 529 and, and roll up to $35,000 into a Roth IRA in her, in her name. Really? Um, I think, yeah. So in the past, like if you overaccumulated, you were penalized. And now what they're saying is, look, for at least $35,000 of, of if you've overaccumulated, we'll let you do a tax-free, penalty-free rollover into a Roth in the name of the beneficiary. And I think that's just an amazing feature. That's 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 huge. That has been years in, well, it should have been years in the making. That should have been done a long time ago because I think a lot of people were really hesitant because I don't want to pay penalties and taxes and all this other stuff. Uh, man, again, that's that's amazing. Yeah, because honestly, a lot of our clients have over-accumulated. Um, mm -hmm. Either they just put too much in or the performance has done great. They're the, the, Wherever they went, the kids went, they didn't spend as much. And then they're just carrying them forward maybe to the next generation for their grandkids. This is, this is a way to basically help the retirement for your kids um, if you've done this. So I really think it's a great, really great feature. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that... Um, we talk about like tweaking or changing something that wasn't right. If I have a Roth IRA and I reach, we talked about the required minimum distributions. I'm not required to make any distributions from a Roth IRA, mm -hmm. but if I have a Roth 401k, there's different rules. So they just tweaked it. So they, you know, if something happens where, you know, I've got a 401k that's in the Roth account, uh, they change the rules so that the RMD requirements don't impact it. So that's a small thing, but it, it does impact you if you, Oftentimes clients will ask us, I'm contributing to the 401k. I have the option to go traditional or Roth 401k. Which should I do? We have a lot of clients who do contribute to the Roth 401k. And we just, you know, while they're working, if something happened, they were required to distribute it and now they won't be. So it does impact not as many people that we work with, but it does impact some. And I think it's a nice thing just to kind of an example of how to change it to correct maybe something they didn't think about last time. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then the following, the the last one I'll talk about is we have a lot of clients who make what we call, they're called qualified charitable distributions. So Eric, let's say you're 70 and a half or 72 and you're required to make these, you know, IRA, these minimum required distributions. The way the tax law works right now, and let's say you also have charitable intent. So you give $1,000 a year to your church, you give $1,000 a year to your university, something like that. The way the tax code works right now, most people don't itemize. So a lot of the charitable contributions you make are not deductible. Mm -hmm. It's not the case with everyone, but that's the IRS purposely made it that way so that fewer people would itemize. And as a result of that, unfortunately, um, a lot of the charitable contributions are not deductible. So what some people will do is when they're required to make distributions, instead of pulling money out of the IRA, paying taxes, and then not being able to deduct the contribution... They take the money directly from the IRA and they transfer it directly to the charity. So it's just a more tax efficient way to fulfill your charitable intent, to give the money to your church, to your university, to whatever organization you favor. And what they, what you couldn't do though, was there's something called these charitable remainder trusts or these different techniques that we use for advanced charitable planning. And what they did was they said, look, you, you can do a one-time $50,000 contribution from your IRA tax-free into one of these qualified charitable remainder trusts. 
it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's a complicated topic. It doesn't impact a lot of people, but I would say at least a third of our clients will benefit from this. So as a, as a tax nerd, I'm pretty excited about it. So mm. you know, this is kind of a, there's too much detail to really get into it in this podcast, but I guarantee it'll be on the agenda for all of our clients in 2023. All right. And for those that are not clients yet and they have questions, yeah, they can right. reach out and I promise we can provide great information about it. Talk about the, the pros, cons, the benefits, et cetera. Fantastic. All right, Tim, again, wonderful podcast. Part two was, again, there's, there's so many things in here. It's weird to say that I think they might've gotten a few things right this time. I, I do too. It's funny because they were passing it in the middle of the night, right? And you're like, yeah. well, why, why did they tuck the Secure Act 2.0 into this? And that's just how it works, I guess. But if I was passing the Secure Act 2.0, I would pass it separate and I would, I would tell everybody I did it because yeah. I think there's some really nice features in here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get that contact information so that the folks that maybe have not begun to go on this journey with you or haven't had a chance to speak to you in person yet, they can reach out. Yeah, they can always call me at 219-531-4941 or send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com. You can also follow us on social media. And as the IRS gives more guidance on these topics, we'll release it or go to our website where you can see some of our podcasts and our videos. Fantastic. Tim, thank you so much, my man. This this has been great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, Eric, as always. You bet. And our last thank you always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wall Stream Podcast with Tim Skinnell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, 
make no representations or warranties express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. This material is not intended or written to provide and should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity's specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions.